Hey guys, welcome back to the LFC Transfer Room Podcast. My name's Liam and we're back to normality this week. No more of this Richie hosting nonsense because I am once again the host. And of course, we're joined by Firmino's number one fan. And I'll tell you what, he impressed me at the weekend against Villa, so he's in my good books again. How are we doing, Tommy, lad? Uh, Firmino Masterclass at the weekend, so I'm, I'm as happy as ever. I'll tell you what, I was actually, obviously I don't have a phone at the moment, so I, I couldn't tweet about it, but I was quite upset when Firmino got brought off. I was like, of all the players, the one time know. he's playing well, you bring him off. But um, yeah, I just thought I'd keep you updated on my Firmino opinions and how they're changing <laughs> all the time. And of course, ensuring the trio are all here and all reconnected. Statman Richie, how are we? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad Fat not man. to uh, have... <laughs> I've had, I've had a week off and I've completely forgot what I say. I'll take that hosting responsibility off you again, yeah. I'll Honestly, take the host yeah, back. I'm going to take a back seat next week. Sorry about that, Richard. <laughs> Can only apologise. That's all right, we all know who, uh, we know who win fact of the day now. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. A bit of favouritism going on. <laughs> but um, we'll jump into it with some quickfire transfer talk, as we always do. Uh, so the first one is Ibrahima Kanate. And James Pierce has essentially come out and said, said there's no new information on this and nothing's going to happen on that front until the end of the season. Um, don't take a, a journalist to realise that the transfer window opens at the end of the season. Thanks for that one, James. Um, <laughs> just cleared it all up for us. Um, some news coming from Italy now. Uh, Corriere, 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 Dello Sport, however you pronounce it. Uh, say Liverpool have bid for Stefan de Vrij, who's obviously Inter at the moment, plays in a back three, um, but they are top of the league, so yeah. it's maybe one of them, which we were saying beforehand, uh, one of them that he probably would have got excited for a few years ago. His stock's dropped a bit since he's moved over to Inter. Um, some more news from Italy. Uh, we spoke with Gianluca Di Marzio, who gave us an exclusive uh, that Peter Zielinski still remains a target for Liverpool um, but it depends on what the Reds' budget's going to be this coming summer, um, which is just one that will not go away because we were linked with him back in like 2015, 2016. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, we're stuck with that rumour still. And he also told us during the interview that um, Nicolo Barella, who's also at Inter Milan, is a target for Liverpool, but unfortunately uh, he's unlikely to join because... Inter don't want him to leave and they're essentially just going to highball us on the price and we know our owners do not like that so they're probably not going to pay for it but the uh, the big transfer rumour that really came out from this past week it's not really been much and it's a potential outgoing and based on what happened at the uh, it's not the Bernabeu is it the Alfredo Di Stefano Stadium is that the one that we played at and a certain Guinean midfielder got hooked in the first half and um, so coming from Football Insider, that Liverpool are weighing up whether or not to sell Naby Keita. What do we make of that? Tommy, I can see the faces yeah. you're pulling. I'll go to you. Ridiculous. Like, there's always just too much sort of quick reactionary stuff when something big happens. In this. But when you decide, like a club that we are, there's just some new sort of rumour that's just made up constantly. And there's, I think James Pearce um, said something earlier to do with Ox and Cater have like the application and the drive, and that's what Klopp wants in players. He's not going to get rid of them. Uh, I mean, he's not going to get rid of them. Uh, no chance because a <laughs> might struggle getting someone to. We're not going to cut a loss. We're not going to get a loss on him, and no one's going to pay fifty plus for what we've seen. And b he's a when you know when he's as best. He's a fifty million world class player. We're 
yet to see it and we're still saying the same things like hopefully it's next week but there's a too good of a player in there for Naby to lead. I, I'm absolutely, you call me Firmino's biggest one, uh, number one fan. I'm up there with Naby. I absolutely love him as well. And uh, I know that's probably an unpopular opinion on its own. But I think Naby Hive, I, stand I, up. I still do think three, four or five years later, he will come good. And Klopp knows it'll be ridiculous to sell him. And that's my, that's my two pence. Richie, thoughts? Well, yeah, I agree. I, I think I'm a massive fan of Cater and I get a lot of stick on it on Twitter. Um, because he hasn't, let's face it, he hasn't hit that high ceiling we expect him to hit. And, <clears> you know, whether that's through injuries, um, unfortunately, he's missed actually for Liverpool 54 games through injuries, uh, which is a huge amount of time considering he's only played 53 total appearances for Liverpool. So the injury record isn't, isn't great. And I really wish it was because he is a quality player. Going back to what Tommy said, um, Leicester City are reported team in for him and they're only willing to pay 30 million and obviously we bought him for 54 so there's no way Edwards Klopp and co are going to sell Naby Keita for a cut price if anything and again quite unpopular here he's got two years left on his contract I can see to hold his value Liverpool offering a new contract because with two years left his value is diminishing he's 26 if we're talking about a 31 32 year old Naby Keita with two years left it's a different story he's 26 I generally think that, like what we did with Ox when he had that year out and he had a year extension, I think that Liverpool will probably end up offering an, a, another contract. And to be fair, I don't think that's a bad idea because he's not going to demand, you know, an extra hundred grand in his in his wage packet because he hasn't earned it and he knows that. He knows he has something to prove, and it's almost like a second chance here that will give him a little bit of confidence. It will give him a little bit of a, a boost, really, if if that is what happens. Just to put his term you know let's let's put his performance into numbers because that's what i personally like to do um in terms of pressures we know it's a pros he is just so impressive in his pressing he's a pressing monster he's in the 92nd percentile yeah, in terms of it is yeah it is don't ask oh. anyone with a lisp to, to say that <laughs> um he's in the 94th percentile in terms of successful dribbles and he averages nine progressive carries a game and we saw it against madrid in that first half now let's be honest Anybody could have been taken off in that first half. Absolutely anybody. It was just so happened that it was Naby Keita. I don't remember if it, he he went past three of those Madrid players in midfield like they weren't there. And I thought... No one else can. No one else can do that in, in, in for Liverpool. Nobody else can do that. Ox used to be able to do it. Salah can do it, but not with that skill, you know, in those tight situations. I've seen Thiago do it a couple of times, but... I've seen, me, uh, I've seen Wijnaldum do it in an orange shirt. Yes, yes, I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he, he has done it a couple of times as well for Liverpool, isn't he? But not as... We're talking about, like, nine progressive carries on average. Oh, None yeah. of a Liverpool yeah, player does that. No. So, again, you know, if we had the Naby from Leipzig, um, he had 71 games for Leipzig and he scored 17 goals in that time and assisted 15. That's the cater that we know. And he's just been so unlucky with injuries. Um, and it always feels like he's out, doesn't it? with like a long term but the longest time he's been out is 13 in a row it's all niggling little niggling injuries that keep him out it's like four games at a time three games two games you know with all separate things so it's just not it's just not hit any luck and I think as soon as you know as soon as Klopp hooked him like I said it could have been anyone he could have taken Genie off he could have taken literally anybody off but that was it I think uh, everyone straight away on Twitter wasn't it is this the end for Naby but I don't think so. I really like him. I really want him to do well. And I'll continue to get 
nonsense spouted at me on Twitter because I'll continue to say that until he leaves. So, Liam, what do you think? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just, I was just, you mentioned there about the cater getting like his niggling injuries and he's not actually out for that long in terms of him actually being sidelined and can't be part of the squad. I think the, the issue with it and what, um, why it feels like a lot longer for, for people is that once, especially over the last, like, since he went away with Guinea and then he really got, he got really bad. Mm-hmm. And then Klopp's come back and he's really, really tried to manage him as best he can. Yeah. And like, not as soon as he's back from three, four games, out, he's not going to throw him straight back in. He'll still then will give him over the last sort of year or so whenever he's got an injury. I think that's why it feels like a bit longer. He'll just be like coming off the bench here and there, or he just, he'll just be on the bench and won't actually come on at all. Things like yeah. that. And wasn't um, that, his, um, that was the first start he's had for a very long time and he's thrown him straight in against Real Madrid. You know, that is a, a into the yeah. fire. It was poor from Klopp. It was poor from Klopp, I think. I mean, yeah. I understand why he did it because of like, well, what Klopp said and what you've just said there in terms of how we carried and Klopp said we wanted a dribbler to get and out. And a presser this, as well. Yeah, to get out of this team. You say you want a presser. Just the the first good. goal, Tony Cruz is... I know. He's got 20 yards around him, no one. Um, we needed more presses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you know, Genie, we know that Genie is a, a complete engine and a machine, but it can't just be him who has to press all the time. He looks burnt out, to be honest, Genie, you know. Uh, he's played. But it's what single. I've said about Genie. We miss Henderson like, so much. Yeah, Henderson yeah, as well. Yeah, we miss Henderson, yeah. We do. Well, I've said I with Genie um, though is I think um, we are just burning him out. I think we're yeah. we can, we're, we're happy with the fact that he's going, and we're just going to go. Well, you know what? We're going to get every last ounce that we can <laughs> from you, while the rest of our teams and in A and E. With Cater though, um, do you not think it's sort of a, an issue with how Klopp wants his midfielders to be in that he can't he can't be as expressive as he was at Leipzig. He has to be a bit more disciplined. I feel anyway, and with when like when he was at Leipzig, um, he played like a four-two-two-two, sort of weird shape. Not with wingers; they were like two number tens essentially, with like two forwards in front of them. And Kater used to play as one of the tens, so obviously he doesn't have he doesn't have the defensive thing that he will with an eight in this Liverpool system, which might obviously then affect the numbers that he can put put up and just how expressive he can be on the ball. He's he's lot. I, I just feel like we're not getting that because of what Klopp asks from his midfielders. And also this season, especially, I think we saw it with Thiago nowhere near his best. He hasn't had any coverage with Fabinho sitting at that six or Henderson. Very rarely, if ever, have we seen, and I'd love to see it, a Henderson, Fabinho, Cater midfield. Because mm. Cater then can roam because you've got two players who not only press, they also tackle and can cover for him. And he can almost like, they can work almost of a double pivot and Cater move into that advanced role. And we, we haven't seen that. And he's not really been paired with or, or, or tripled with anybody who allows him to do that. The same with Thiago, isn't it? You know, that's what we said. This yeah. isn't Thiago's game to be a six. Now we're seeing a better side of Thiago because Fabino. You know, I hate to use the word unlocks him because it reminds me of Paul Pogba. Um, <laughs> but that's essentially what Fabinho does. Uh, and I think the same is with Cater, really. I, I think Tommy hit it on the head. It, it's reactionary for Cater to be yeah. sold. It always I is, think, though. Twitter. I think on the Cater stuff, it was similar to what Richie's saying. Another key thing is he's so much better on the left and Klopp keeps on playing him on the right. And Genie's better on the right and he keeps playing on the left until. Um, 
how have I forgot the one team we actually beat uh, the other day? Genie was on the right, and it looked good. I just love Villa. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to see Kate on the left again. He's so much better there, and I don't know why Klopp doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing with me and um, Milner. Milner always plays on the left, um, and he does it all the time. We basically stands on top of Andy Robertson, mm. and he does my head in. But then he, he does do the job in filling in for him a lot because he just exactly, falls back yeah, into the yeah. left back role. Yeah. But when when he's too far forward, Milner. I'm like you stood on you stood on our left back, one of our most creative outlets. Please assign yourself elsewhere on the pitch because <laughs> you're doing my head in. Um, and Robertson link up, and even Mane as well was so good. And that left hand side is properly lacking compared to what it was. Kate would probably bring back that bit of thing that Robertson and Mane had previously. It's something that I was actually thinking of as well um, before we started recording, and I wanted to bring it up. Is Kate played a few times on the left? I think we played like a four-two-three-one. It was a while back now. Like I'm, I think it was around the time when Shakiri came off the bench. And we beat United. I think he played on the left then. I think he played on the left against By- uh, Barca. Sorry, not or maybe Bayern. Yeah, in, it, it was away in like a big Champions League game, and he played on the left. I think he ended up getting injured and coming off quite early, uh, of course. But would you not like to see something like that? And like we said in previous weeks, maybe Firmino was a ten. Play a four-two-three-one double pivot. Thiago, Fabinho, Cater off the yeah. left. I was going to say Firmino yeah. ten, and then Salamane. Right or Jota. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe just a way to tr- try and get his, his confidence up and like give him like give him idea, more of an out more of you know free roam to do what he what he does best. Yeah. Um, I think it's something to look at because he's done Klopp's done it before, so and it went really well for him, and he trusted him as well playing on the left. Whereas I, 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 just, I don't get the feeling that he does trust him anymore, uh, unfortunately. I didn't actually answer the question. I don't think he should leave. I don't <laughs> think he will leave. I've just been going off on tangents all over the shop. But um, I'm glad it's we're always all in a tricky agreement. one. Yeah, I think it's always a tricky one, you know, with, with Naby Keita because you can't rely on him at the moment because of his injuries. It, hopefully he's got past that. It's now just finding his position and pairing him up with the right people in that midfield. And for me, if you look at our bet, like full teams fit, let's say Thiago Henderson, Fabinho start in mm. midfield. Kate next next in. season, for example, Juan Aldum's gone. You look at our next choice midfielders, Chamberlain, Shakiri plays in midfield sometimes, or Cater, and yeah. you're telling me you want to get rid of Cater. Not I should a chance. think it'll be Kurt, Kurt, yeah, and Curtis Jones. Oh, Curtis Jones, Jones yeah, yeah, of course, I forgot. Yeah. Nowhere. Um, yeah, Curtis. But even I'd Maybe maybe unpopular, and maybe an early unpopular opinion. But um, I prefer Casey than, than Jones. But um, yeah, let us know. Let's see what everyone thinks. If I'm going to get slaughtered once more. Um, but we'll move it on uh, to the fan question, which was, well, we were just going to pick one name each, um, and it's what would be the perfect summer transfer window for Liverpool. So I think I went with you first last time, Tommy. We'll let Richie. Um, Take take the first name for this one. Okay, so it's someone who is we've covered before, uh, and I think it's someone who will always be linked to. We're trying to make this realistic as well, because obviously I'd go out and say Mbappe, but we're going to try and make it realistic. Um, my choice would be Rafinha uh, from Leeds. 
Uh, I think he's just getting better and better. I think Klopp will bring the best out of him as well. We, he'll just slot into our system. There'll be no transition period. He plays in the league, plays in that attacking press under Bielsa. Um, he's versatile. He's a dribbler. He's everything that we want, really. And if we are going to bring in another attacker this year, he's not going to break the bank. I think Rafinha would be a really sensible option uh, for us. So my pick in the attacking, I went for the for the glory there, um, for the attacker. So, um, yeah, no one else can pick an attacker, but I'm saying Rafinha. That's a good choice. Especially after that was today. one of yours, Tommy's. Do you know what? He's on the shortlist, but in a similar style of sort of play and, you know, being a bit silky, creative, two I can't choose between are Sancho or Grealish. I think Sancho I'm going towards purely because, A, the Hang United. on, well, I said realistic. Realistic. Sancho's realistic. Sancho's realistic. Uh, Sancho's not staying at Dortmund this summer. I Dortmund aren't getting top four. Uh, either, um, if, if not Sancho, then Grealish, because just so much creativity in that player, and that's what we're that's what we're lacking so badly right now. Just you know, when we signed Van Dijk, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said this on the pod before, and I've said it to people before. But Van Dijk was a 75 million game changer. We went up a gear. That's exactly what Grealish should be. It'd be that player that'd come in. I, I love his like attitude and his sort of vibe around him as well. Um, just and the country love him. So joining Liverpool, everyone would hate him. Uh, just, <laughs> You know, churns out chances. So I just love him. I, I never liked him, but at, at Liverpool, I would love him. I think he'd be perfect. But if not Sancho, you know, two sort of players who would probably play on could well, Grealish on the left. Sancho could play either side, and he's younger. They create chances. They can dribble. Yeah, it's exactly what we need right now. Yeah, that kind of ties in with uh, with Cater. Mm. Would that spell the end of him if we were to sign Grealish? No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know, I think. Because he, like you said, the midfield options are fairly bleak. I want to get a midfielder regardless of Genie leaving, and then I want Cater ideally not as a left winger option. So Sancho would be that. Would be and Mane is the one who I is. Think, who is you know most what? Looking at in my opinion, and I'd like that replace. If we're going to sort of start looking at replacements, because we got her at some point, I think Sancho yeah. can, can play on the left. I think out of Sancho and Grealish, I might lean. Oh, I don't know because he's got like five years on him. Done it to be fair. <laughs> But Grealish, like, he's daft. Yes, um, he is unbelievable. He's just crazy. Like, he's he's one of them, like, cater where he'll just pick the ball up in his own half and just tech on half the team. I think Sancho's similar. And Although, um, Grealish needs to pull his socks up, quite literally. Because <laughs> those things are far too low. What is he doing? <laughs> um, so I've got one. And you two have gone for quite offensive players you've gone for like a sort of maybe a midfielder if you if you lean wait did you lean towards Sancho or Grealish more Tommy I can't call it I'm gonna go Sancho purely you get one um, name <laughs> so you've both picked wingers no I'm changing my mind I'm going Grealish I'm going Grealish <laughs> okay you've picked a winger who can play in midfield then so yeah uh, not not too awful um right so I've got another name but because we're already heavily linked with this guy who was on my list and I can't go for another striker. So I was just going to say Canate. It's quite obvious why. Yeah, I think that's would sensible. You, yeah. yeah. Would you like a, a different name because we've already discussed him heavily and we already linked or are we happy with that? Canate might no, be I one. think that's sensible. That is the one. Uh, second and third choice would have been Botman or Kunde from uh, Lille and Sevilla. So yeah. one of them three, but Canate top of the list. I think... Um, was it Christian Falk came out and said like he's actually cheaper than what we originally thought as well? Yeah, 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 yeah it is. Yeah, he is. is. So again, you're not breaking the bank there. 
I suppose the um, you know Rafinha signing and Canate are fairly cheap, and then you could go all out for Jack Grealish, who is just class. Yeah, lovely. That's the dream. Perfect summer. Conference League football attracting them all. There we go. <laughs> there we that. go. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, yeah. Facts of the day now. What were we on? Four two. Four I one. believe. I definitely won last time I was on, and that was my second win. Richie, you know. Either way, you are going to need your pen and paper slash phone, and Liam hasn't got a phone. phone. Um, Right, I will put mine in the chat on screen here, and as soon as we finish, I will press enter. Press enter. In fact, you do that as well, Tommy, so you can't read off my message. (laughs) So, what... um, what I need is 30 seconds. And because we have a huge game against Real Madrid, uh, and I was listening back to the old um, last week's podcast, and Tommy and I finished off with, we will uh, be talking to you again after another win against Madrid. Uh, that didn't go down very well, but we, I meant it over the two legs. I, I meant over two legs, of course. Um, so keeping with European and Champions League football, I need the top 10 Liverpool players who have the most appearances for Liverpool in the Champions League. So it's quite modern era, just Champions League. Oh, yeah, so who, just Champions League. Oh. Champions just Champions League. League. Yeah. Can, we start? Can I start typing? Yep, your 30 seconds start now. And for everyone else listening at home, you are looking for the top 10, or as many as you can, Liverpool players who have the most Champions League appearances for Liverpool. Ooh. This is hard, isn't it? No. I don't know why I've put that name in there. What am I doing? You have 10 seconds left. Is it just worth going with the current squad and a certain former captain? You could perhaps, you maybe could do that. Okay, and your time's up. So in our chat on that sidebar, that's all right, you can put 11 in. Okay, so we've so I'll read out what uh, Tommy's got. So Tommy has gone for Gerard Firmino, of course, Mane, Salah, Henderson, Kite, Crouch, and Mascherano. Liam's gone Gerard, Carragher, Salah, Mane, Firmino, Allison, Trent, Henderson, Milner, and Robertson. So you're going to have to tick your own off. These are the How top. Did neither of 10. us go for Wijnaldum. These are the top ten. So Carragher has the most appearances with ninety-one. Gerard on 86. They're the top two by a distance. Then in third is John Arnarisa. Fourth is Sammy Hippier. Fifth, Jose Reina. Chabi Alonso is sixth. Seventh is Mo Salah. Eighth is Mane. Ninth is the best right back Liverpool have ever seen, Steve Finnan. And number <laughs> 10 is Bobby Firmino. Wow, he's done it. He's I, know, I was, was going to put Finn in there as well, and I was like, surely he didn't play that many Champions League games. That's all. You were, um, I, got, I got five. You were very close. You were very close though, because Wynaldum, uh, Kite, and, Han- and Henderson, who you guys mentioned as well, they are in there next. Um, so yeah, so very well done. What was interesting though is that Trent has thirty-seven already. So I would fully expect if Liverpool carry on the way that they're doing for Trent to break Carragher's record of 91. That's what happens when you're the best right back in the world at 22. Absolutely. Good job that Steve Finnan's not playing. <laughs> Keep him on bench. So, so um, Tommy, how many did you get? Sorry, five? Four? 
Tommy what, got four. What model have Liam got? I got Tommy Carragher, got and Tommy didn't get Carragher. Yeah, Carragher's in there. So yeah, Liam. Liam takes today's fact of the day. The well comeback is well, well and truly on. Genie Wijnaldum is off the bench, nice and the cult editing Shakiri's cross. It's coming. We just need a Rigi now. It's coming, lads. Just need a quick <laughs> corner taken quickly. Oh yeah, so that'll be next week. If I don't, uh, if I, if I, if I'm here. Um, there we go. We'll, um, we're staying with our Victor as well, aren't we? Because it's your unpopular opinion. Oh, I like the sound of that, Richie. Our Victor. Love it. Um, yeah. So my unpopular opinion, um, it was kind of more relevant a few weeks ago because there were a lot of talk on Twitter about this player. I think there was some kind of anniversary to do with him. Um, and I thought of it then, and it's only just become my turn again to pick my unpopular opinion. So... Fernando Torres is not a Liverpool legend. Fair. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, I thought I'd get. I, I thought just I'd think get the for that. Too too rich for history for him to be a legend. He's an icon in my eyes. Uh, yeah, because it was really oh, yeah, really yeah. I've, I've, I felt really hard like harsh saying that because like obviously that when Torres joined I was only like ten or eleven so that's like as I was proper in getting into football and I was like, this kid is unreal. And like, you just, just worshipped him, like him and Gerard in, in, you know, high school and that for me, unreal. Oh. I, think, I think he's so like highly rated by a large portion of fans. Cause we didn't have as in a high, like highly tiered because we didn't have as much success for a lot of our fans, you know, lifetimes and Torres was like the peak of our, our powers for a while. So I can and Torres there. was the peak, but he mm. left. He joined the year after we won the FA Cup in 2006, and then he left in, what, 2010, was it? So we didn't win a trophy again until the League Cup in 2012. Torres never won a trophy for us, which I just find mad. Yeah, he's not a legend. There's two players that have won trophies here. From well, that's just, that's the main reason for me. Um, yeah, I think also, um, with, with Torres, though, El Nino, I think the, regardless of what he won, he still pushed a move through to a rival at that time you know, in, in Chelsea. And I know that from that money we brought in Carol and Suarez, but we were backs against the wall there, you know, really pushed through the last day. Wanted And moving in January as well is not, I always think, unless the club wants to sell you, pushing a move through in January, that especially that late, really lands you in, you know, really lands you in a lot of trouble. And like, as you said, I, again, this is probably more unpopular. I wouldn't class Luis Suarez as a Liverpool legend. So therefore, Fernando Torres is not a Liverpool legend. Yeah. I, I rate Suarez higher than Torres. I mean, I love Torres. I, I was at university when uh, he was hitting his prime and I actually had bleach blonde hair, headband. <laughs> I was like just an eye. Like, just Richie, we need a, a picture. Complete, <laughs> I, will, I will show you. I have got one. Um, I was a complete mark for I'll Fernando Torres. Yeah, I was a complete mark for Torres. and I, Yeah, he was brilliant, but he's not a legend, I don't think. I saw, again, to go off piece slightly, I saw goal tweet... Sadio Mane, um, something about Mane uh, because of what he's done with his charity work. And they said a Liverpool legend. And loads of people below was like, how is Mane a legend? Of course he is. So if they're questioning, if people are questioning Mane, you know, uh, as a Liverpool legend. How are people questioning Mane? Anyone who is employed by Liverpool Football Club after what they did last year is a legend. And the year before, two years. Champions League, Premier League. Just specifically specifically bringing the league back to Anfield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he so play. nice. He played. He played once, and uh, it went didn't go well for him. No, but 
In, you get what I'm getting at. Anyone who had a yeah. real contribution to that run to the Premier League and obviously winning the Champions League as well, Liverpool legend. Sadio Mane, Liverpool legend. Fernando Torres is not. And that might it's a shame you know, as well. Have see... you seen him? Have you seen him recently? That boy is stacked. That he's is not El Nino anymore. He is. He's. I don't know Spanish for the bodybuilder, but he's that. He he's absolutely him. ripped. El Machine. <laughs> El Machino. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, you two seem to agree with me actually on that one, which um, I'm quite surprised with. But maybe. The people on the in the comments on YouTube, and you can tweet us as well. Obviously, if you do disagree, but let us know. Um, and that is it for today. So we'll be back next week. Hopefully, all three of us again because we've had a, a few of us missing for the last few weeks. Um, but hopefully, a, a full complement of the LFC Transferring Podcast next week. So yeah, until then, bye bye. See you later. Bye.